An Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound, they score! Barbashev in front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in Las Vegas. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. What has happened here has been simply incredible. Not only is Vegas a hockey town, it's a championship town. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out, Buffalo Wild Wings, Eastern and St. Rose. Get on down here, hang out with me. I'll be here all night, pregame show and the entire game, post-game show as well. Darren Millard hanging out at Studio 31. And Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! Okay, before we get into the show, a uh, couple of things that I just want to cross off the list uh, right away. One, mm. Chapman, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm great. I'm great, okay. man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just uh, yesterday wasn't uh, as smooth as we had hoped. And you kind of turned that uh, that regular uh, beautiful smile of yours upside down. You're cranky, <laughs> and I wanted to make sure that you bounced back in suitable fashion. Today. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm having tamales for dinner, so you can never go, never be upset when, oh, when you're nice. having tamales for dinner. Why don't you head over to Buffalo Wild Wing? That's a little far. Make it happen. When Ryan's a, over on this side of town, I'll, I'll come hang out with him. Bit of a bit of a trek for you today. Flamingo and Hualapai, I am so there. <laughs> yeah. I could walk. That, that, that's, one. that that is vintage Chapman right there. <laughs> it is. We're, we're it doing is. a remote in Henderson, uh, yeah. pumping up Buffalo Wild Wing, and Chapman starts off the program by saying, "That's eh, too far." Well, I mean, listen, it, it's no when when he's yeah, over no, on this side of no, town. No, look, no. There, there's there's plenty right. Durango and Warm Springs. I'm there. There's Buffalo Wild Wings all yeah. over. Nobody yeah. said they had to tell the truth on this show. You could just uh, <laughs> just fluff it up. I, I try to be honest. I, I, I am uh, an honest person. The other thing oh, is I, I want to let you know that uh, if, if things go awry tonight and all of a sudden my headset pops off and you lose contact with me, it's because I've offended somebody in Studio 31. There's like eight people in here tonight. I'm, I'm oh, kidding. wow. I'm That's a kidding. lot there, of people. There's, there's eight people in here, and you've been in here. It's not the biggest room in the world. Yeah. And, like, three of them I don't know. And that <laughs> could go sideways because they don't really get my sense of humor. I've, I've already pissed one guy off. I, I don't know who he How is. How did you do and, that? Well, because he went for a coffee, like, two minutes before I came in. Yeah. And I said, thanks for getting me one because I wanted to know if the coffee shop was open downstairs. And he said, yeah, I just got one. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for grabbing me one. Yeah. And as I walked away, I thought, I should probably clarify that I was just BSing with him. You should. Because he's bigger than me. And yeah. And I just may end up getting a, a headset wrapped around my neck and it would go sideways. So uh, if I disappear, it's probably because he's had enough of me. Okay. All right. Well, it's good to know. Uh, we got a big game tonight. Uh, game number two, a chance to go to 2-0 uh, again, uh, exactly the same way as they did last year. Uh, and last year was in the proving ground side of things. This time around, it's trying to measure up to all the distractions. This feels normal. We're, we're now to the point where it's like, okay, we're rolling it out. It's Vegas against San Jose. There's mm -hmm. no distractions uh, to, to send uh, the Golden Knights uh, sideways. We know what the San Jose Sharks are going uh, with uh, in a rebuild. This should be a win tonight. And in a weird way, that concerns me. <laughs> 
<laughs> because <laughs> we, we haven't been normal in a long time. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing's been normal for four months, which is, yeah. uh, which is a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing. But uh, you're, 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 you're touching on something where, you know, you look at this game, and, and for the Golden Knights, it, it should be nice, I think, for the players to just kind of return to that baseline of what it's going to be going on a road trip over the course of an 82-game season. Like, you want to try to get back into those habits as quickly as possible, but you're still also coming off of uh, just a phenomenal evening on Tuesday and, and really the, the last weekend or so has been fantastic. So with all that being said, um, I, I do think that because it's San Jose and, and this is a team that you know we, we know what to expect or at least we, we expect that they're not going to be very good, um, I, I do think that you can maybe lean on, on the fact that the Golden Knights d- took care of business on, on Tuesday night and I'm expecting them to come in and, and kind of embrace this normalcy and embrace a chance to go up to San Jose and, and beat over the course of their existence, one of their fiercest rivals. You're right, and uh, sort of longtime rivals too, although head-to-head-wise yeah. during the regular season, it's anything but uh, a close series between the two clubs, and I'll get into that in just a little bit, just a reminder to everybody how the Vegas Golden Knights have easily handled the San Jose Sharks. But uh, before we uh, get into the history of it, the, the immediacy is the Golden Knights are going to have a couple of lineup changes tonight. Uh, starting in goal with Logan Thompson taking over for Aiden Hills. So both goaltenders will get a start in the first couple of games. That's significant. And then you have uh, up front, William Carrier not being able to go because he's injured and Brett Howden out serving the first of a two-game suspension. So Pavel Dorofiev will go in, 13th forward to start. And Jonas Rombjerg has been recalled. And yesterday, Bruce Cassidy talked about uh, how he can uh, fill that position of quite importance on the fourth line uh, in able to uh, be able to get them some momentum and and play in that defensive aspect we uh, without leaving or giving up a lot offensively yeah and we've talked about that with the depth of this organization is that you you don't just have depth players but you have like for like comparables or, or at least guys that can come in in versatile spots in the lineup like if you need to fill in a spot in your top six you can look at Brendan Brisson if you need to fill in a top uh, a spot on your fourth line understanding what Bruce Cassidy expects out of that trio you've got a Jonas Rombier waiting right there and he's got some experience at the National Hockey League level I think you can trust his his game in that spot and for me it makes a lot of sense going with Rombier in that spot alongside Nick Juan King Kolasar and it'll be interesting to see how they line up tonight. Yeah. We know that Ron Bjerg will skate in Carrier's spot. And sure. he talked to Ashley Weiss this morning at the pregame skate, and I, I, I was really impressed with his confidence. And there's a player that, uh, when he's been up, hasn't quite been able to produce offensively as he has in the American Hockey League. But in his conversation with Ashley this morning, he said, I'm the same Jonas as I was before. And he likens his game very much to William Carrier. Now, I don't see that physical side of it, but if he can bring that edge to his game and a little bit of bite and being in on the forecheck, that'll be great. And if you're you're not expecting the production from a point aspect, maybe that'll free him up to just generate a, a little bit, uh, whether it's uh, his chances or actually uh, getting the puck to cross the line, because he has had opportunities, certainly yeah. in the preseason and in the past, he just hasn't been able to fulfill them. If he's not in that top six spot, 
that he has been before. Uh, maybe this will allow him to just uh, to get a, maybe a shooter's role at time. And and he has played with Kolasar and Wah in the past, so a, a bit of a comfort level there. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Rombierg and what he can do to be able to be that call up if one of those uh, guys on the energy line uh, is not able to go. And, and the other side of it is Dorofiev was skating with William Carlson on the yeah. line with Michael Amadio, yeah. which means that Paul Cotter, who made the opening night lineup by being William Carlson's winger, will move up and skate with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone, who he had uh, a good look with in the preseason. So uh, some shuffling around with three players in different spots uh, from, from Tuesday. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, to me, I, I was kind of on that, that mindset too. If, you, if you've got Dorfiev coming in, I think the way Paul Cotter played on Tuesday night, and he was really effective alongside William Carlson and Michael Amadio. And ultimately, when everyone's healthy and, and everyone's back in the lineup, you're, you're looking at that as probably the trio. But that's not the case right now. I thought Cotter looked really good alongside Stevenson and Stone in the final two games of the preseason. You know you've got that to kind of fall back on. And Pavel Dorofiev has some chemistry, or at least did last season, with William Carlson. They got a game together in the preseason as well. So I think it kind of puts everybody in, in you know, a little bit more comfort going into this game. And hopefully it works out for the Golden Knights. But we know Bruce Cassidy can change things up and try different combinations if need be. Uh, Paul Cotter had nine hits the other night. Physical. Do you, do you think he got the message or he was sending himself a message? by going out and being that physical. And one of his best hits was uh, taking the body in, in front of the net that uh, really did negate an opportunity for uh, the uh, the chance uh, for what we saw on an attack point of view uh, against the, the Golden Knights. So uh, Seattle had a golden opportunity on a rebound, and yeah. Carter came flying through and just uh, threw his weight around. So it wasn't just uh, being reckless and, and hitting anything. There was uh, there was some certain uh, strategy uh, to him, so I, I was I really liked Paul Cotter's game the other night, even though he didn't register. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think that it's you know, to me, you want to be an everyday guy, right? And, and I think that's going to be the challenge for Paul Cotter. Like he established himself as a as a NHL player last season, but now you're wanting to, if, if fully healthy, you want to be in the lineup every single night. You don't want to be a healthy scratch. And I think in order to do that, you've got to be physical. Even if the puck's not going in, you've got to play to those strengths of your game. And I think the physicality is an aspect of Paul Cotter's game that makes him versatile and makes him important on this team. Four players out from the group that you would expect to be in the lineup if everybody was good and could play. Yeah. Four of your 18 skaters. That's a lot for game two. That, that's a lot considering what we were looking at two weeks ago. Sure. When everybody was was ready to go, are you concerned at all? Uh, I mean, I'm not this early, and uh, you know, again, I, I think that you you have Brett Howden on the horizon, right? You know what that what that suspension is. You know how many games you're going to be without Brett Howden. The hope is that when he's back in the lineup, you're not you're not down another player or anything like that. And I think if you if you can kind of weather this two game storm, I think it'll be okay for the Golden Knights. And I, I believe and I trust in their players. I think Pavel Dorofiev coming in is is good for him. I, I believe in Paul Cotter and his game alongside Stevenson and Stone. And, you know, you've got your I, – I, I want to – I'm trying to figure out the right way to say this. You've got 
your Jack Eichels and your Jonathan Marchessault and your Mark Stones in the lineup. And as long as those players are, are lining up for the Golden Knights and creating that balance up and down the lineup, they're going to be okay. Well, look at the goal scores. The yeah, uh, exactly. Stevenson and Eichel and Marchessault. And, uh, you've, got, you've got all the players that scored the other night are back in the lineup tonight. So there, there are missing pieces, but yeah, the, the big uh, point producers on yeah. this team, the leaders, uh, your power play guys, are all in there. Yeah, and, and as long as that's the case for the Golden Knights, I think they're going to be just fine. You've got Alex Petrangelo in the lineup, Shea Theodore, how versatile he is in, in getting pucks out of the zone and in transitioning well. Braden McNabb is going to eat up a ton of minutes on the penalty kill. Like Those are all really positive aspects for the Golden Knights. You want Alec Martinez back as soon as possible, but you've also got Ben Hutton and Braden Pahal pulling in some minutes and, and getting you know, getting used to and acclimated to the season. I, I think it's a good scenario for the Golden Knights. Obviously, you want to be at full strength, but I think that they've got the players organizationally to fill in in those spots when needed. Because Alec Martinez wasn't able to play in the opener, it's the rare time that you'll look at the stat sheet and he is not <laughs> leading this hockey club in block shots. Yeah. Do you know who is? Ooh. Um, I'll say I'll say McNabb. Nope. Oh, wow. Who is it? Chapman? Uh, I was going to say McNabb as well, so I know it's not him. I'll go with Pahal. Not. Ben Hutton. No. Not a defenseman. It's not, not a defenseman? It's not a defenseman. <laughs> I'll throw Jack Eichel out there. Exactly. No way. Play the win-win <laughs> chicken dinner here. <laughs> That's amazing. So he, he played more than four minutes uh, on, on the shorthanded uh, time, yeah. which translated a preseason trial in, into the regular season. He's, like, he's 20% to his total. Of, uh, of just over 26 minutes last year shorthanded after one game. Yeah. That, that, that's how, how much he was out there uh, in a penalty-killing role. And he recorded three block shots the other night. And wow. Jack Eichel leads this team in, in block shots. And it's not a fluke. Last year he recorded a career high with 56 block shots. It's a long way off uh, the, the totals <laughs> that, that uh, 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 Martinez or yeah. McNabb and, and the likes will, will throw up. But... Uh, he's certainly more in tune with the defensive side of his game, and we're seeing that rewarded with his time on the on the kill. And then you throw in the block shots too. That's that's some growth and evolution in a, in a player's game right before our eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is going to be a year for Jack Eichel, and I think as much as it's going to be a year for him offensively, it's going to be a year for him defensively, in which a lot of people take notice of his full 200-foot game. And the more time and opportunity he gets on the penalty kill, of course you don't want four minutes a night for Jack Eichel on the penalty kill, but I thought he did a great job uh, for Vegas in that spot in game number one. Uh, another player that was four minutes uh, on the uh, shorthanded clock was, was Braden Pahal. Yeah. And they, they spread the ice time around so much the other night uh, that it borders on one of the more balanced performances or um, approaches by sure. a head coach that, that, that I've seen. There was two players in the entire game for Vegas that topped 20 minutes 
and that was Petrangelo at 26 and yeah. Nick Hague just over 21. Two defensemen. Everybody else was below 20, and that's with 10 forwards finishing the game. Right. That, that was so efficient by Vegas. Uh, sure, they had the lead, but it wasn't a, a 6-1 lead sure. by any yeah. means, and you still had some uh, uh different challenges in the third period and and uh, in in the second period when Seattle uh, tried to make a, more of a game of it and that was that was really well done uh, coming out of the gate uh, for for a team that can lean on that and and they in, in a sense just had a flex on on Seattle yeah absolutely for for the Golden Knights I, I in an ideal world that's going to be your split every single night it's not always going to work out that way. There'll be games where you're chasing it a little bit. You're you're going to rely a bit heavier if you're if you're trying to come back certain situations. But I think for the for the Golden Knights, there's there's the trust in what this team can do line over line, and you've got belief. I think from your head coach in, in their ability to get the job done. So you can balance out ice time as much as possible because you trust all of the players in, in your lineup in certain situations in, in every situation so um, I, I love to see the fact that that it was that balanced first game and in order to go through an 82 game season on a short off season celebrating a Stanley Cup you're going to have to try to keep everything as balanced as you can over the course of the of 82 games I'll be honest I was surprised were that you it was the, that it was that level in, in that type of game uh, with special teams playing such a role. Yeah. Uh, when I, the next day, went through and, and dissected a little bit more, uh, I, was, uh, I was surprised, I was impressed, but I was, uh, I, I was uh, taken aback by, by that, uh, that total. Uh, like Jack doesn't get close to 20 minutes without four minutes shorthanded. Yeah. So m maybe uh, that's the, the approach where some of his five-on-five -five time uh, because he was killing penalties, went to other players uh, due to uh, the fatigue uh, of being on, on the penalty kill, but also uh, having that balance with the approach of different lines being able to produce gives uh, Bruce Cassidy more confidence to be able to roll them. There was also eight minutes of power play time yeah. for the Golden Knights too, right? Like it, it, there wasn't a, you know, obviously there was it was 60% of the time it was five on five, but I think that that kind of lends to it as well. Like, you know, you were able to, to roll out Jack a lot on special teams that you didn't necessarily need to to redline him at five on five either. And I think that that may, might have been one of the reasons why you see a little bit more balance there. Well, look at look at Jack's time then, with with your point about uh, the opportunities with the man advantage and even strength. He was 12 minutes, 11 minutes, yeah. 10, 15. 12 minutes even strength you'd expect that to be a little bit higher he, he had nine minutes on special teams nine minutes yeah on, on special teams that that's a, a lot almost balanced between uh, special teams time and five on five um, that that's not very common no but again it, 19 minutes of special teams in the game I you know you you know Jack's first over the boards on the power play and the second over the boards on the penalty kill and and those might be you know you, you want to rein it in a little bit more right like you, you again you don't want Jack Eichel killing four minutes and ten seconds of, of, of penalties but 
you know, that's what the game called for. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. Nick Waugh yeah. played more five-on-five five than, than Jack Eichel did. The other, and, and I said ice time went to other players because maybe sure. the fatigue factor or yeah. are you killing so many penalties and, and uh, you're rolling through that situation, and, and that's proof. Uh, the number one center played fewer minutes five-on-five five than <laughs> your so-called fourth-line center, which gives you uh, just gives credence to the idea that, that uh, there's a, a different approach to how they're going to distribute the, the minutes this year. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, again, I think it speaks to the players you have and the trust you have in those players. Like you, you know that Nick Waugh can get stuff done for you at five on five. There's no real um, aversion to giving him some more minutes or some extra minutes in certain situations because of how you lean on Jack Eichel or, or you know anybody in the lineup on special teams. Do I think Jack Eichel averages 19 minutes a game this year? No. I think it'll be ended up being around 21 yeah. in that area. But uh, out of the gate, that was uh, that was an, uh, an approach that we haven't seen. And I know Jack hasn't seen it too many times over the course of his career. And in, in the past, he'd be like probably thinking, I only played 10 minutes, 5 on 5, or 11 minutes, 5 on 5. But you add in that uh, this growth in his game with the extra minutes shorthanded to go along with uh, the bulk of the, of the power play, uh, it, it's going to be uh, maybe they're, they're just going to hold him back uh, a little bit. Uh, on the Logan Thompson side, uh, he's going to start tonight. Yeah. And he, we talked about the, him getting over the mental hurdle from, from the injury. He made four sure. appearances yeah. in the preseason. He made uh, two complete game appearances in the, in the preseason. And I think he's in, he's in a really good position right now, mentally and physically, to be able to handle something like this. It's his 54th career start, but it's the, the, the first time really that uh, where he's going out there and hopes to finish a game in, in eight months. So yeah. this is, uh, this is uh, probably some nerves in, in him, but yeah. what he was able to do during the, the exhibition schedule, uh, I think is going to be really important when he gets out there in the first period. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. The fact that you were able to kind of cross those, uh, or check those boxes off yeah. for, for Logan Thompson is, is important going into this one because you've completed a game. Yeah, in preseason, but you've, you've done it. You've, you've gotten the job done, and you got to do it twice. So for, for me, I'm looking at this for Logan as just a, an, an opportunity to start getting himself right back to where he was at the beginning of last year. This is a prove-it type of season for an, an NHL All-Star. And it seems weird to say that, but that's what Logan Thompson was last year, and he wants to get right back to that level. And it starts tonight. I, I can only imagine how much uh, he's itching to get out there, get warm-ups going, and get into the game. Yeah, he, but there'll be butterflies for sure. Should be. Given what he's watched in the last eight months. He hasn't been able to play. Yeah. And... A few guys have gone in and done a really good job, and his partner right now is the guy that led the team uh, to a Stanley Cup championship by winning 11 games and, and didn't appear in the first round in, in Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill came off the bench and, and answered all questions. Now, in a strange way, Logan Thompson has to reestablish himself 
in, in that Vegas net. Now, he, he wants, one, to show that he's reliable on a health standpoint. Yeah. And the other part of it is he wants to be able to buy for that default start. Sure. So who's who's going to start the, the big game on Friday night, uh, said Friday night in November? He wants to be that guy the right. way he was a year ago. And he, he's not going to get there in the next two weeks. Uh, I think that they're going to follow the schedule that they've laid out between Bruce Cassidy and, and Sean Burke. But when the time comes that they, they work on November schedule, yeah. they want he wants to be able to, to make them think again, think twice about, uh, okay, it's uh, an important game on this Tuesday night. Are we starting Aiden? Are we starting uh, Logan Thompson? The process to begin that actually started on, on Tuesday when Aiden Hill went out mm-hmm. and was very good and yeah. allowing just one goal. Uh, against the Seattle Kraken and was responsible for settling things down in the first period. Logan uh, now has to answer that tonight. The The friendly competition is real. <laughs> yeah. And the friendliness, we know. They're, they're buddies. They yeah. get along. The competition part it falls on Logan Thompson to make it a battle and for the coaches to have to think twice. And he has to establish that tonight and answer what Aiden did the other night. What, I mean, like, is there anything specific you're looking for from Logan to, uh, that he's going to have to do or, or needs to do to start to, to maybe lay that foundation and, and start to make it a, a question? I think wins. Like, sure. Win. And, and this is not a, um, a team that he's played a lot or had uh, great success. So uh, I, think, uh, I think going out and, and winning the hockey game, first and foremost, and, and getting that W under his belt is going to make him feel like, uh, uh, like he's back. That, that's a real confidence booster for, for Aiden Hill. And then just, just being a clean. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you're making every save, but you're not putting yourself in positions where uh, you're giving up second opportunities or you're scrambling and, and getting out of control. He's He's been really good uh, from his first game of the preseason uh, against Colorado to his last full game appearance. Uh, his approach, uh, even in falling behind 3 nothing against uh, Colorado, uh, he didn't didn't break in that game, and the goals that he he allowed were n- definitely not one where you go, okay, he should have had that. Right. Uh, there wasn't any could have. Yeah, there was there was one goal where you'd like him to be able to come up with a massive save, but there wasn't any he should have stopped that, and he became a lot more efficient uh, in in those four appearances during the preseason. I'd like to see him to be clean and uh, just be uh, uh, calm in his movements. And then if he can make a couple of big saves, which isn't up to him, that's the, the San Jose Sharks have to create those opportunities, and it's not his fault if he doesn't, doesn't get those looks. But uh, when he does come across uh, a, a good opportunity uh, by, by San Jose uh, to be able to answer the bell. Like Vegas, for after the first 10 minutes the other night, played a pretty good hockey game. Yeah, uh, certainly five on five, and even on the penalty kill, they didn't give up a ton. 
And I think if they if they're similar to that tonight against a what I would consider a, a lesser uh, hockey club, I don't know how much action uh, Logan Thompson is going to see. But the first five minutes will be key to him just to, to get back and, and feeling comfortable uh, again and then just uh, get to the point where he's not thinking, which I'm sure is going to be the case early on when you're, you're coming off a, a long uh, time between uh, full games in the National Hockey League. Yeah, and you, you kind of hit on it earlier too. It's that uh, this is a, a, there's, two equ- there's two parts of the equation here. There's Logan Thompson getting to his game and, and playing well, but there's also Aiden Hill and how he continues to progress over the course of the season because both guys are, are, are really trying to make take claim to that spot. It's Aiden's right now. Uh, but how Aiden plays might open the door for Logan Thompson, assuming that he's building his game as we'd expect he would. You just don't want to allow the goal that <laughs> makes the coach go wonder. And even yeah. if you, the winning is the most important thing. And I don't care if it's 7-5 or 6-4. As long as you, you walk out with two points and you're 2-0 and yeah. uh, coming back to, to face Anaheim, that's, that's good for the group. But to be able to be uh, efficient and clean in your performance and you, you, may, you turn, what was it? It was 4-1 the other night. If, if that's 4-3, everybody's still happy, except Aiden Hill uh, is, is thinking about a couple that, that he should have or could have stopped. Sure. Uh, if there's an opportunity to have a, a 5-1 game tonight or a 4-1 game tonight, don't let it become become four three, uh, and that, that's the that's the challenge for for Logan Tom. The secondary challenge. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Chapman. Yes. Do we have any tickets to give away tonight? We do. We have two pairs of tickets for the Ducks. Two pairs. Yes. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Port of Subs, your neighborhood sandwich shop, for that. Okay. Can we, Start, give away, yeah, can we give away yeah. a pair right now? If you want, yeah. All right. Let's, let's do, do that. that. Yeah. Because we're, we're on the air until 6.30, right? Yep, that's yep. correct. And then we'll give way to Ryan Wallace and the pregame show. Uh, listen to Ryan Wallace, who preempts himself yep. uh, with the pregame show tonight. So we'll have two pairs of tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights against the Anaheim Ducks on Saturday. Uh, if you are the ninth caller through right now, you are going to that game. You'll have won... Uh, one pair of tickets, and uh, we're looking forward to that one. Maybe the Golden Knights can run the record to 3-0, depending on the result tonight against the San Jose Sharks. But 702-876-1340. Give us a call right now, and we'll be back with more on the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Studio 31 and Buffalo Wild Wing. That's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace uh, on the air in the BGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back at the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio is Chris Chapman as we get ready for the Vegas Golden Knights against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, um, I'm starting to get to know people in the room here. Yeah. You guys, you guys ever remember the the old, uh, I was in the 70s and 80s where people would like try to cram, see how many people they could fit in a Volkswagen Beetle? Sure. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. That, that's what we're doing in Studio 31 today. Okay. We are, I, I, right now, I'm inside a bag of insulation. Oh, okay. And if somebody opens the door, three people are going to go flying into the hallway. That's how full <laughs> Studio 31 is right now. 
Oh, we got a man. we got a guy from Chicago who I have no idea who he is, but okay. apparently he's in charge of networking. He wasn't here the other day when we couldn't get in the air, but he's he's he promises me that it's fixed tonight. It, it, apparently it's 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 fixed. He's he's here for four hours. Okay. Uh, we got somebody else from Sacramento. Who Sacramento? You're, you're from who? What? Come over here for a second. What's what's your? I'm just going to put him on the air. Okay. Oh, the squirrel here's, here's brain the, uh, is working. We're in Studio 31, Script Sports. Uh, we're, we're on the. This is our first regular season game tonight. We're excited. Uh, who are you? Adam Hazel. Adam Hazel. Uh, Hi, Adam. Uh, hey. That's that's Ryan. Kind of hear you. Um, we're we're painting a picture <laughs> for the world. You're the one that uh, that's gonna gonna beat me up later. Right. Right. Uh, you're a big burly guy. You're a rapper, um, and uh, just make it fast, okay? Like, like you if you're it. gonna knock me out, knock me out in the first punch. Uh, what do you do? Won't take engineering much. for KMCC. You, oh, you do engineering. Yep. Drive trains. <laughs> right. Yeah. Got the hat and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you, like, how do you do the choo-choo thing? Well, I can't really tell you about yeah. it. Yeah, because it's, it's kind a, of an inside thing. So what do you like? I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. I know who you are. But what, like, what are you doing here today? Like, why are all these people here today? Because normally I get this room to myself. I know. Yeah. This is a big problem. Yeah. What do I, so what do I do? Yeah, what I'm do you do? I'm just here to help Greg out so he can make you look awesome Greg, on the air. Greg's trying to figure out the printer. He I don't know. What, like, he doesn't Greg. even know where the coffee place is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you figured out the coffee place because you got one without getting one I, for everybody yes, else. I know. That was quite the story. So you're, you're from uh, Sacramento, Sacramento yep. and you're in here for four hours. I'll be gone tomorrow. Oh, so you're staying overnight? I am. What are you doing tonight? Uh, this. Are you going to be here all night? <laughs> Probably. Oh, my God. It's oh, this is fun. Like, like we should, if, if we sold tickets in here, we'd be making some money on this. But I didn't know we were all going to be in here all night. I have night. to say, this is kind of fun because I used to be on the radio yeah. 15 years ago. Like a radio? Florida. You were actually yeah, an announcer? records on, Seriously? on a rock station in Florida. Oh, nice. No way. Yeah. And then you became an engineer. And then I, yes, that's... That's where the money is. There wasn't any money in Stairway to Heaven? No. No. If you had to make a, like, you had to go to the bathroom. Oh. And it Pink was the Floyd. song that you, you played. Uh, Hotel California. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. There yeah. it is. Very good. Makes I wasn't spinning sense. records like that, though. What were you spinning? It was all, like, modern rock alternative. Oh. Did you ever get tired of it? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, we could really get in the weeds here. I mean, you got powers that are playing every 90 minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we could really talk radio if you want. Big, uh, big Creed guy. I can't hear. You can't hear him. Oh, oh that's just ridiculous. Let me, let me, here, here, hold on. Can you hear it now? There we go. There, there we, we go. go. Oh, hey, hey, uh, big, big Creed guy. How do we go five minutes without you being able to hear me? Well, I can hear you through the the headset, but I couldn't hear the <laughs> you're studio. Re, you're like being an engineer. I know. I didn't sure. know that 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 talent existed. Being able to, to hear people without actually being able to hear them. <laughs> I could read your lips. That was good. This but you fun. couldn't hear Ryan the whole time? I could kind of, I think I could hear him through your headset. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn, you're Amazing. good. I, I'm trying. I just didn't want to make a big deal. Do you want to host a all. hockey game tonight? Sure. Let's yeah. do it. I'm a Lightning what? fan, kind of. Tampa Bay. That's that's I mean, okay. But I can talk that's UGK okay. with you all night. It, next to the, uh, the guy back of the studio, Chris Chapman, who said that he couldn't make it out to Ryan's remote because it was too far, even though it's in Vegas, which wasn't exactly <laughs> a good thing for a sponsor. Buffalo nope, Wild Wing, we love you. I said uh, I'll you, be at others. You, you going, saying that you're a Lightning fan when we're doing VGK games is, is right up there. We're well, batting 1,000 tonight. I've it's got helpful. a VGK sticker on my car. You do? I do. In Sacramento? Driving. I do. And it's right next to my Lightning sticker. Wow. You're a front runner, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> all you do is like Stanley Cup oh, finals. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. That's all you, know, you do. I, I'll hey, be honest. It, it, it'll probably piss off the people in San Jose. So well yeah, done. Yeah. Good job. Well, I'll never have an avalanche sticker on my car, no. though. So who are you cheering for tonight because oh, we're BGK. playing the, the Sharks? Well, no. I, and you're a BG, Sacramento BGK. guy. Yeah? All the way. Huh. Not him, though. He likes San Jose. Who, the kid? The kid over there. Oh, he's like 12 years old. I'm he's not, never even been to San Jose. He's so young, I'm not even going to bother knowing his name by the end of the night. Like, <laughs> oh, jeez. No. Like, Ladies and gentlemen, Darren Millard. No, he's got a whole life to live. He, he, does. he, he doesn't care about me either. Like, it's probably uh, a good thing for yeah, him. No, he's 12. <laughs> I asked him. I said uh, the insulation joke, and I, and I said, Do you, have you ever done that before? And he went, yeah. And I said, really? He goes, no. No, I, I, I knew that. He doesn't even know what insulation <laughs> does. He's so young. <laughs> doesn't even have an insulated coat oh, or anything like that. It's in the uh, name, everybody. It's, oh. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's true. Uh, seriously, thanks for uh, putting up with me. You're welcome. Can I go sit back yeah, in the corner yeah, again? Yeah. What, what are you doing <laughs> up there? You're not doing anything. Well, I was like, checking. What am I, I, what am I keeping you from? I was checking You're my not emails. on the air yet. Yeah. I was checking my emails, which I didn't even have any unread emails. You couldn't have brought your laptop over here? No. Well, I don't even know where it went. Huh. Yeah, fine. where did it go? The kid, the stole, kid it. stole it. He stole it, and he, he sold it at the coffee bar downstairs. <laughs> that, that's what happened. Um, thanks for this, uh, some live radio. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> you guys, uh, that, that, we do it all here in Studio 31. Yeah. Chapman, look at that. Like, like somebody else hates me more than you right now. Yeah, you were, you were pretty vicious with that guy. Not him. No, no the, the 12-year-old kid. kid. The, yeah. the 12-year-old, yeah. Yeah, what did he do to you? I don't know. He, he showed he's up here. Space, yeah, he's in my space. That's not his There's, fault. He's doing his this, job. I, no, this it's is, not. It's not his fault. You but guys, Darren is particular about his space. If Man. you're gonna, if you're gonna stand in front of the goalie, you're gonna get a whack. You should bring that kid. If on you're the gonna air. stand in the host <laughs> sphere, <laughs> you're gonna get yep, chirped. Br- bring him on. Tell him what you just said. He's not old enough I, to be on the air yet. I, I think he could he, hear he, it. He's got, he, he's got four more years before uh, the FCC allows him to be on the air. He's too young. Oh, 16? Yeah. Okay. yeah there's, a, there's an age uh, restriction to being on the air in Las Vegas. Uh, you we'll are come savage, back. man. We will uh, we'll tee up uh, the second hour or the final 30 minutes, uh, which will include the one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Uh, we'll return. Uh, the show will. I don't know whether I'll be back uh, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Why does our voiceover guy sound so bored? Bored? Yeah. I don't think it's bored. I think he's just, I think it's like. He's going for that sound? I think he's going for that sound. Yeah. Sounds kind of bored. No, I don't think he's bored. He sounds bored. I don't think so. Can we get, can we, do you think if we told him to like put a little oomph into it? He would crank it up. Well, a couple of the, couple of the things that I'll, I'll have made in the future, I can have them put a little yeah. oomph into it. Yeah. Like play, play that. Can you play that sounder again? Uh, let me find it here because it's, <laughs> yeah. Because without, without, <laughs> without. Listen, listen to Ryan. Hold on. While you look for it, I, I want Ryan to laugh like giggle like that again. <laughs> I don't know if I can. That was, that was a totally that was a, in the moment thing. That was an evil sounding three-year-old preschool <laughs> well, you got him laugh well because like for for chapman it's always let me see if there. i can oh there we go we're back to the finley chevrolet studio and the vgk insider show with darren millard and ryan wallace yeah that wasn't the same one yeah well i mean i because not, I, not. I don't have a dry read the dry reads are all saved on my desktop whereas i have these for other you know i'd mix them in so i don't have a dry read so when i said can you play that again 
Yeah, but the the only the only way I could play it again is I'd have to play the entire rejoin with Keegan Colasar talking about how he's not celebrating anything Don't tonight. Do that. It, it is interesting though; like it's an abnormal feeling going into a game with a normal routine. Like they haven't had this feeling without, in one sense or another, looking ahead to the banner raising, to getting your Stanley Cup ring, or we're going to go to that Raider game, or uh, last Friday before the, the Saturday game against Los Angeles, they were at the Canadian consulate uh, with the consular general and being honored there and, and uh, receiving uh, all kinds of uh, different certificates and, and plaques. Like There's always been something going on uh, during this training camp to look forward to, and it makes it sound like now they have nothing to look forward to. But now it becomes normal, and, and they have to adapt to just being uh, in the in sort of the, the regular routine of a game. It, it'll it be really interesting to see how it goes, as you've mentioned a couple of times, the, the first five to ten minutes of the game, because now the focus is only on the game. It's solely on yeah. the game. There's There's not another event that you're looking forward to in terms of uh, celebrating the Stanley Cup championship. So now you get to just go through your normal routine, and I know it's kind of hard to find that because it hasn't been normal. But, again, like you look around the room, it, it's it's all guys that have been here, and everyone's been through this situation together. And I think the fact that you're returning so many players, um, maybe it helps you find that normalcy a little bit quicker. Um, but, I mean, I mean, you know, from from the other aspect of it too, like you don't have guys that – that haven't been through this. So now it's it's maybe those guys can pull you into it a little bit quicker. It'll be interesting to see the first couple of minutes of this game. Nick, there's going to be a letdown at some point here. Yeah, we where, talked about where they that. just yep. exhale, right? Yeah. We, yeah. We've, we've touched uh, on that a little bit. But what can sometimes happen is when the chaos or the fun or the – uh, the experience of, of uh, having dinners and ceremonies and uh, being honored uh, by by nations like uh, the, the Canadian consulate or banner racing ceremonies, when that all ends, are you bored? Not not mm-hmm. like bored as in oh this is this is dull, but there's nothing else driving you or or, or getting you excited and. Like tonight, or like the the Anaheim game, uh, where there's not a big rivalry, that could conceivably happen there. Now they they really blew me away with their performance uh, yeah. in the opener on Tuesday. Yeah. I didn't expect that type of control, uh, and Seattle really disappointed in, in how that game went. In, in listening to some of their uh, reaction to it, they expected. Uh, not an easier time, but a, a less focused uh, Golden Knights squad. And Vegas came out and, quite honestly, rolled them. They yeah. controlled them. Now, does, does that kind of does that fall back uh, when there's not the big splashy situation happening? X Y Z ring banner uh, or uh, celebration uh, gold carpet uh, that's uh, that's get, getting you fired up. So I. I think as far as a letdown or an exhalation or taking your foot off the gas or whatever it is, I don't know that you're in danger of seeing that tonight because, again, I am not a, I don't look at San Jose as this gigantic rival, but I, I do think that there's a little extra sauce for San Jose and a little extra sauce for Vegas because these two organizations and these two teams really have had their battles in the past. Now, having said that, I think you're more looking at 
Saturday night against Anaheim. I, I just I think that if there's going to be a letdown of sorts, it's more in that situation because, as you mentioned, there isn't really a rivalry situation set up between those two teams. So with that being said, I think if you're able to get through a normal game and not have that letdown, perhaps you just start to roll. And, and this team, more than anything else, loves winning. They love mm -hmm. winning and they love playing together. So uh, hopefully you can lean on that to prevent the boredom that you might have as a team that just won the Stanley Cup. I'll preface this by acknowledging two of the games were in the preseason, but they fell behind 3-0 against an NHL lineup in Colorado and came back and won. And yeah. against Los Angeles, it wasn't a very good start, and they ended up scoring six of the final seven goals. They, they've been able to, to find their game, and then Seattle was a more top-to-bottom performance. They've been able to do a good job in this situation lately. We'll see if they can do it without all the chaos. One more half hour of the VGK Insider Show next on the Fox Sports Las Vegas. Steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bennett looking cross ice, Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down in a waffle and go into the goal. It's a hat trick in the clincher. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8 3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Malone and Ryan Wallace. Things a little quirky tonight because of the late start in San Jose, late start being a, a 7.30 face-off. So we've adjusted our time on the VGK Insider Show to go from 5 until 6.30, and then the pregame show with Ryan Wallace uh, will kick off, uh, leading you up to uh, face-off with uh, Gary Lawless and Dan Duba in San Jose at the SAP Center. So normally we're off the air right now. If you're driving around and you're worried uh, and you're puzzled and you're confused, uh, I, what I find always works is just hit the radio dial, like just hammer your dashboard, and things will all go back to uh, back to normal. No, uh, we're looking forward to San Jose against Vegas and uh, getting in the swing of things. Vegas looking for a 2-0 start following up their 4-1 win over Seattle on Tuesday. And the schedule for Vegas really does uh, present an opportunity this season, more so than last year when they were 13-2, uh, equaling the best 15-game start in National Hockey League history. You uh, win against Seattle in a game that uh, really had all the markings of a, a distracted performance and, and uh, not being able to uh, produce the, the two points. You get through that with a splendid effort. And the next two games in opening week are against San Jose and Anaheim. Yep. Two teams that are in a rebuilding stage of their programs, but also two teams that over the first six years, Vegas has done more than just own. It's wild just how much uh, the, the Golden Knights have dominated these two teams. 20 wins, two losses, and five others against the Sharks, and they're 22-4-1 against the Ducks. This is the best back-to-back -back opportunity in NHL history. Like they, <laughs> they've got 83% of the points uh, against these two hockey clubs in, in more than 50 games. It, it, it really is astounding when you kind of look at, at the numbers and 
how prolific the Golden Knights have been in taking care of business against San Jose and, and Anaheim. And, you know, again, I, I think that that speaks to the Golden Knights as a team, right? Like, they have... They have been a team that, that doesn't have a ton of letdowns over the course of seasons, and they generally pick up the points against the teams that they're supposed to beat. And, you know, you look at San Jose, you look at the record against Anaheim, it, it speaks to that. It's, uh, it's staggering. When, when you total it up, it becomes even more uh, hard to digest. And if they can get through the Sharks, you've got the Ducks coming in, and they always pound uh, uh, the, the Anaheim, whoever's uh, playing a goal, whether John Gibson or others, uh, with a lot of shots. That game on Saturday night on uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas and Scripps Sports. Looking forward to that one. If you want to go to uh, that game, we have two tickets uh, available. Call right now to 702-876-1340 and be caller number 12 uh, to 702-876-1340. And uh, to qualify for these tickets, you have to say, Chapman, cheer up. If you don't say Chapman, cheer up, uh, and your caller 12 will go to caller number 13. All right, uh, give Chapman a call right now, 702-876-1340, and uh, be caller number 12, and you will go to Saturday's uh, game. Uh, it, it's funny. We've had some fun with the crew uh, in here. I'm Studio 31, and uh, you're out at Buffalo Wild Wing. But uh, we're excited tonight. It's actually the, We've done the preseason games on, on television, but uh, this is our first regular season game, really yeah. the, the, the true start of our relationship on the TV side uh, with Script Sports, and we're looking uh, forward to that on, on Vegas 34 and all the channels and, and Nighttime Plus, and uh, we've got uh, a few bells and whistles that we're going to roll out over the Ooh. next couple of weeks, and it's going uh, to be a lot of fun. And just to um, – well, we're, we're – joking back and forth well i'm joking they think i'm serious and they're mad at me but uh uh with with the crew but having this many people in in studio 31 caring and and making sure that everything goes smoothly uh it's uh it's a really cool feeling and uh proud to be part of this new venture uh, with script sports darren elliott and i with the pregame show and the intermissions and uh We've got Dave and Shane and Ashley and Gary all in San Jose. So same people, different different way to watch, but uh, but you're going to see the same people as uh, as we roll this one out. And and Vegas, uh, remember last year down the stretch trying to hold off Edmonton, and yeah. they were able to do that with an incredible performance, and and they start that uh, that way again this time. They've got they've got something going on. Uh, with with a, a good uh, active point streak uh, on, on both on the road. Uh, remember last year they were so deadly on, on the road and just yeah. uh, uh, a consecutive point streak uh, that that now up to nine when you when you consider last year. Well, I, again, I think for the Golden Knights on the road specifically, and, and we talked about it a lot last year, last season, um, because they're a team that is so deep and because that depth has been all throughout the lineup i feel like no matter what situations thrown at you on the road you're able to find ways to to match up in in a positive way now you can kind of also look at that from you know different perspectives but the fact of the matter is i think the golden knights present options that you know up the lineup down the lineup are, are really difficult and hard to handle for for opposition like if you try to shut down jack eichel it leaves the door wide open for Mark Stone, vice versa. William Carlson playing on your third line gives you another option, another threat. And, you know, we, we know what we've come to expect out of the fourth line for the Golden Knights. So everywhere you go, everywhere you turn within this lineup, there's a, a line that can get the job done. And on most nights, it's been a different hero for the Golden Knights, and, and that's really been their calling card. 
Vegas uh, was uh, a team that uh, clipped along at like a 73% points percentage on the road. That was the best in franchise history last year. And uh, there was some questions, uh, why, why can't they replicate that at home? And then that turned out to be the case uh, during the Stanley Cup playoffs where they were able to to rip it off. But they, they did finish the uh, the regular season last uh, year on an eight-game point streak. That's now up to nine uh, during the course of the regular season with a win over Seattle. Uh, and, uh, and on the road, they had a 13-game point streak uh, to finish uh, last year. And and that's, uh, that's looking to be extended uh, tonight. And They've got a 13-game point streak on the road against uh, against San Jose. The next goal, and this means nothing in the grand scheme of things, but will be the <laughs> the 100th. Just because I'm a stat nerd, yeah. uh, Elliot makes fun of me. Uh, stat nerd. The next goal uh, when they score tonight, the first goal, will be the 100th against the San Jose Sharks head to head, and they will score tonight. Uh, who, who, which who's will, getting it? Who's getting it? Well, I just I wanted to make sure that I said they were going to score first because. Yeah. Remember during the preseason, it, it was San Jose that, that went into T-Mobile and limited uh, Vegas to uh, a, a shutout loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And San Jose won both games against Vegas during the preseason. They did. They uh, are not expected to be uh, a contender for, for a playoff spot, but those two games, one had uh, uh, very few NHL players or players that are, are going to be able in the lineup tonight. And the second one was sparsely populated at best. So yep. it was by no means anywhere close to what Vegas iced against Colorado and against Los Angeles later in the in the preseason. But this is a, this is a bit of, like, the veteran players don't like losing to San Jose. No, not don't. at all. So this is a, uh, not re- there's no retribution, no money in the board. Let's go beat them kind of thing but there is uh, some pride to, to that end tonight yeah I, I agree with that a whole a wholeheartedly I think again it's not a, a rivalry in the sense that uh, or at least it's not as hot of a rivalry as it was a couple of years ago but all that to say I think you look at the Vegas Golden Knights they, they don't like losing to San Jose Fans don't like it when they lose to San Jose. The Golden Knights clearly don't like to lose to San Jose. They haven't done very much of it in the regular season anyway. And, you know, I, I think that you you kind of put that in your back pocket for tonight, right? Like, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about how this is it, it's abnormal because tonight's game is normal. Well, lean a little bit on that rivalry. Kind of create that situation in, in, for you and go out there and, and, and make the objective to go beat San Jose and beat them badly. You wanted to know who's going to score tonight, the first yeah. goal? Yeah, give it to me. Shea Theodore. Okay, I like that. Here's like why. That. Most points per game against San Jose all time. Paul Coffey, 124. Okay. Gary Souter, 119. And then Al McInnes. Shea Theodore is also over right at one point uh, per game. Uh, in his career against the San Jose Sharks. It's pretty amazing. And and the, Theodore's 14-1-3 in his career against the Sharks when he records a point. <laughs> so that that's that's the, the, the key there. You get Shea Theodore to, to score a goal, and okay. that's the, the middle square and the bingo card because it's automatic uh, for for the Vegas Golden Knights against their their, their rival. What where, like, where do you think San Jose really is coming into this season how how bad will it be i mean i i don't know that it's going to be 
like as dismal as it was last year. I think growth is going to be important for them, right? Like you've got Henry Thrun coming in, and, and I think he's going to be a solid player on the on the back end for well, them. He, some, he scores against Vegas every time he plays. Yes, yeah, he does. They've got some youngsters, right, in, in, in William Eklund, and, and you, you can see Thomas Bordalo, like those guys – are going to get their first crack to kind of take that step, right? And I think that if they start to come along for San Jose, that's going to be great. They're, they're not going to be a good hockey team. But I think that if you can grow a little bit over the course of the season, if you can start to see some of those building blocks take shape, then you would consider it a successful season for the San Jose Sharks. I don't think they're going to finish above anybody in the conference i think they're the worst team in, the, in this conference in the conference yeah well now you're getting into some territory with the chicago's best player uh in the in the draft i think bedard, bedard helps I, I think bedard uh, yeah. single-handedly can make them better than the san jose sharks anaheim has some skill uh change of coach we'll see we we'll see what happens uh, there yeah, yeah I, I don't think you're you're too far off uh, on, on that assessment, with with where the San Jose Sharks are, with with their rebuild, and they've they've missed the playoffs four straight years. Yeah. They've never done that, and it might be another three before they're really in a position to to get back into the mix in the Pacific Division because of where the other teams are. Like, do you, do you expect Edmonton? I know they lost last night. Uh, to, to have a big fallback with the best player in the world, no. Vegas is certainly built for multiple years of uh, of uh, challenging. Um, the the uh, uh, LA Kings are, are building and, yep. and lo- continue to load up with the likes of uh, Pierre Luc Dubois. So uh, Calgary, uh, Vancouver's uh, certainly ahead of, of where San Jose is. So that uh, you, you don't like to see teams. It's not good for the league uh, to yeah. be to, to be just blunt uh, to see teams go on extended absences from the Stanley Cup playoffs, but they might be looking at uh, at a long run here uh, for in, in, in Northern California. I, I couldn't agree more, right? and, and that's tough for Sharks fans. It, it, to be honest, like it's tough for the rivalry between San Jose and Vegas. Like, Well, there's no that, rivalry. There, like, there, was, one. there was one playoff series. Well, listen, it, 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 got, it was intense. There were two playoff series. Between the between between the two hockey clubs, uh, one apiece for San Jose and Vegas. But the yeah, fact but, of the matter is, like, but the one playoff series is is all anybody talks about. Well, sure, it's, yes, that's that's fine. The point I'm trying to make is, it could have been something special, and then San Jose fell off a cliff. And and until they get back into the playoffs, you're not going to be able to kind of progress that. It's changed so much in that time that it really had the the ability to captivate hockey fans around the world because they just hated each other, and it just never came to fruition because of the fact that the San Jose Sharks were bad, and yeah. and, and you wanted to you wanted to have that that counterpoint to the Golden Knights and, and how successful they were out of the gate, and you just you just never got it. The rivalry ended when Evander Kane left. If there was any ounce of uh, negativity between the two teams, it, it ended when Kane left. That that's the reality of it. Because there's I, nobody I else. Think, there's nobody think, else in San Jose that that you could you could dislike. I just, I feel like if you're if you're looking at it from the players that were on the ice in that game seven after that call, 
from the Golden Knights' perspective. Like, I, I think that they felt that robbed them of another legitimate yeah. shot at a Stanley Cup. And I don't think that that's something you're going to get. You win, that's great. You got back there, you accomplished the job. Like, that's fantastic. But I, th- I think that you view that as a as a, a, a an opportunity that was taken from you and then you get to the promise like you get there you win it all you get to the top of the mountain you know how awesome that was and you feel cheated and robbed in that situation i, I think that there's a little something still for for the golden knights players really I, to a degree i do yeah i think not not to the fact that they're going to sit there and, and, and get like super fired up against san jose team that's bad but i do think that there's a little extra satisfaction every single time they play san jose that they get the w i, I don't think that that this team in the golden knights ever feels it's acceptable to lose to san jose based on they love beating the talent team. but yeah i I don't feel it, but I'm, I'm glad you do because that, that helps the, the uh, just sizzle to the game. Uh, and I, I hope our fans feel it too because uh, I, I think rivalries are really good. I don't see this game any different than a game against uh, Anaheim because of the personnel that, uh, that I'm looking at, uh, whether it's uh, Zadina or Ferraro or Vlasic or Hurdle. Uh, there's, there's nobody where I'm like, well, that guy can get on your skin or that guy can really uh, bug you or that guy can really tackle you. It's, uh, uh, there's, there's just nothing there with any type of <laughs> bite to it. Uh, you could argue that, and, and I would, that there's a, a, a bit of uh, uh, polar opposites or magnets rubbing against each other with, with Anaheim because of what Zegers does and, and the amount of chirping that takes place in the game against the Anaheim Ducks uh, as, as opposed to the amount of beaking that happens in tonight's game. Uh, that that may change uh, with a big hit. That may change with with a scrap or something uh, along that line. Uh, Giovanni, Giovanni Smith uh, can certainly uh, get, get involved, but uh, that... Uh, uh, that remains to be be proven. Uh, now Smith was uh, certainly a presence at the last time these two played in the preseason uh, over at uh, at T-Mobile. Hey, I want to get to uh, one timers presented by Paul Pata Law. It's not about the injury; it's about the recovery. And last night uh, was the sort of first full night uh, of the National Hockey League schedule. Yeah. And uh, what's What's more eye-catching, the Toronto Maple Leafs win in comforting behind fashion with Austin Matthews completing a hat-trick or Brock Besser scoring four goals for Vancouver in a rout of the Edmonton Oilers? Oh, it's, it's Brock Besser's four spot against the Edmonton Oilers, and there's a number of different reasons. First of all, Brock Besser has been like on the cusp of a breakout season for three years now, and there have been instances situations that that have kind of plagued him over the course of those four seasons now i'm so excited for him hitting uh hitting the ground running putting four up on the edmonton oilers but then you've got the other aspect of it which is the edmonton oilers got absolutely waxed by the vancouver canucks it wasn't close now a lot of that was goaltending related i didn't think so you didn't think it was. You didn't. You thought it was close. I, I didn't think that that was uh, uh, the should be hung on Jack Campbell last night. I, what I'm saying is, you didn't get you didn't get saves. You needed saves. You didn't get them, right? Like, I, I, and and for Edmonton, you start to go into this season. You need goaltending to come through for you, because it, it has to. You, you're all in. You need Jack Campbell. You need Stuart Skinner. You need both of those guys finding a way and. 
it, it didn't happen. And and the concern for me, if, if you're Edmonton, is like it is one game. I'm not going to overreact, overreact. I'm not going to say that the Oilers are going nowhere fast. But the fact of the matter is they're always susceptible, in my opinion, to a game where their goaltending doesn't have it, and it doesn't matter how good McDavid or Dreisaitl are, you're not going to be able to overcome that. Yeah, they, they were just uh, really loose defensively, and that gave the opportunities uh, for Vancouver to take advantage of uh, of the looks that they got, Brock Besser and, and company. Uh, did you see that uh, Thatcher Demko had to leave? <laughs> I did, yes. Did you, did you hear why? I, I did, I did. Do you want to tell the people? He threw up in his mask. Yeah. Not that's great. A ba- that's a bad feeling. It's uh, happened the, to you? The guys uh, asked me in the, in the morning show this morning if yeah. that had ever happened to me. Yeah. No. No. A, a, a good buddy of mine has done that. Okay. And uh, and we loosely make fun of him for it. And and he, he actually stayed in. Uh, but I've never done that. I've been close. I've done it on the bench. And I've done it in a corner, uh, uh, but but never like just. But if if you've been like if you exercise a lot and you you, you work yourself to the point that that that, that does happen because it's, it's fairly common. It's not it's not good for you, but it's fairly common. And you, and you know that it you can feel it coming. I couldn't I can't imagine what what Thatcher was going through on on home ice with that bubbling up. Like that that's one of the most uncomfortable experiences that I can imagine for a professional athlete. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be able to hold it together. Um, that, that, like, that physical response is, uh, I, I, hate, I hate that. And, like, you, and you're always hoping, okay, okay, 20 seconds, I, I'm feeling better. No, I'm not yeah. feeling better. Yeah. It's, uh, you're just hoping and hoping that it's going to pass. And sometimes, because you, you get the mask on and it, you're overheating and it's all driving, it's like, oh my God. I'm starting to get uh, get sweaty right now uh, talking about it, uh, but uh, that was that was ugly. Hey, Toronto though did come back with a big performance in in that game uh, against the Montreal Canadiens last night. They were down two nothing, and that would have been one of those oh, like the media, you know, the the center of the universe. And yeah, they they they, they, uh-huh. got, they got through it. I think that was a good answer in, in a six five shootout win. Well, it's important for Austin Matthews. He's got three goals on the year. It completes the hat trick, two late goals to, to get that one to overtime and then eventually a shootout. So for the Toronto Maple Leafs, like, listen, they, they're a team that I think we know is, is going to be in the playoffs. I, I, I probably make the argument that they're set up best to be the best team in their division. Uh, but they've also got to win games, and, and really, they've got to make things quiet around Toronto. Like, it, it's got to be drama-free. I don't know that that's possible. No. I really don't. But they've got to try to do that as best they can over the course of the season. Uh, games that are underway tonight, Minnesota Wild uh, out of the gate against the Florida Panthers, and it's one nothing for Minnesota in, in the second period. Uh, Dallas plays the Blues, and it's tied up in the second period there. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Ben and uh, Tucker have uh, switched goals there. Dallas plays tonight, and uh, Rupi Hintz is not playing uh, tonight for the Dallas Stars. They're, they're playing it uh, safe there because Dallas doesn't uh, go to the ice again until Tuesday here in Vegas. Oh, wow. Is that not, not a strange start to the schedule for, for an NHL team? They play in, in night three and then don't play again until Tuesday? Yeah, that's weird. 
Not a, a fan of that. No, like maybe like it helps you get things together. But if if you're Jim Nill, the general manager of the Dallas Stars, you're looking at that. You'll, you'll rest as a weapon. That sure. that's true, but not coming out of training camp. <laughs> no, no. You, you don't need it now. You'll you'll take it to the end of November or any stretch after that. Uh, once you get uh, into the routine of the schedule for six to eight weeks, but rest rest doesn't do you any good now. No, that's unfortunate for Dallas. It, it's it should be. It should be a, a an advantage for the Golden Knights going into that game. Uh, New York Rangers lead the Buffalo Sabres 3-1 tonight. <sighs> Always Buffalo. Always yeah. Buffalo. No guarantees ever with no. this with this I uh, told you that. This place never. I, uh, you I, did you know you did? You did and I I I listened to a degree and and softened my stance, but um, I still believe in the Buffalo Sabres. It's just becoming harder and harder to do so. Uh, the LA Kings lost last night, and they allowed five goals against uh, the Avalanche. Yeah. Every game that they give up a bunch, <laughs> it's going to be questioned about did they make the right move. I stand by what they did because they have a goalie-friendly environment, but it's yeah. still going to be questioned every single time before people even take time to look at whether the goals were good or not. Uh, what do you got coming up on the pregame show? Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be chatting with Danny Webster. I'll also talk to Dave Gosher. I'm looking forward to that. You always, I love when Gosher stops by on the pregame show. We're gonna just uh, dive a little bit deeper into Vegas and San Jose and what the Golden Knights are gonna have to do in order to come away with two points and what they're gonna look like on the ice. Full full uh, full lines coming in the in the uh, in the pregame show. Ask Dave what socks he's wearing tonight. Okay, okay, I will give it give that a shot. Uh, thanks for listening to the VGK Insider Show, Script Sports on TV, Vegas 34, and Fox Sports Las Vegas on the radio.